Hello and a warm welcome to Fizzball Inside, the podcast magazine of the International Fizzball Association. And as always, it's a great pleasure to welcome our co-host Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Jörn, and hello, Fizzball world. This is episode number 34, which was recorded on the 30th of July. And today we will talk about sports for all and fizzball activities at Tafisa and CSIT. Chris, uh, some days ago, we had a very important meeting. We welcomed the friends from the Tafisa world in our headquarter in Linz. Uh, what happened? Yeah, indeed. Uh, we hosted the first interact uh, project workshop in Linz. Uh, we hosted the workshop in the Olympic Center in Upper Austria in Linz and it was a great pleasure to welcome uh, many international sports federations and uh, friends of Tafisa, for example, uh, representatives of the International Table Tennis Federation uh, Foundation or International Dance Organization, uh, International Boccia Federation, Flying Disc, uh, and of course, members of Tafisa, for example, uh, Secretary General Wolfgang Baumann or Project Coordinator uh, Jean-Francois Laurent um, was, were with us in Linz and uh, we had a two-day workshop uh, regarding our Interact uh, project, which is co-funded by the Erasmus Plus program from the European Union and it's a very uh, interesting and a big sports for all uh, project and also our football community will benefit uh, later from the outcomes of this project. Uh, can we go a little bit more into detail? You and Teresa, you are part of this project and um, you you are leading and chairing uh, one of the working groups. Um, Maybe you can give us a, a short overview. What is the, the duty of these working groups? Uh, some are developing papers, others are really involving and developing very interesting um, tools. Yeah, to say it uh, in a quite easy way and uh, to be honest, in a much too easy uh, explanation, uh, it is planned to have an, a, a very interesting outcome of this project uh, in form of a, a sports for all uh, and sport exercises database. Uh, we want to identify good practices from different kinds of sports, from different federations uh, in different stages uh, of development. Uh, and we want to collect these, um, uh, these good practices and share it uh, with the whole world of sports. So everyone uh, could uh, search from, uh, from home uh, for, for his or her own training session in, in its club. Uh, which exercise could I use for, for my training sessions, for example. And the starting point uh, was a big survey uh, which was sent out to, I guess, more than 100 international sports federations. Uh, and one of our tasks was uh, to, to develop the survey and um, to, uh, to uh, read the results, to structure all the results and to identify good practices on behalf uh, of these survey results. And we do also a desktop research uh, from more than 100 
30 international federations and, and sports organizations. Uh, and uh, we, we identified some, some key factors, uh, what is a good practice um, in, in our eyes and which good practice is worth to include in, in the database. And of course, we also have to set up the database and, and the website, so uh, some technical uh, issues. And uh, as it is a, a bigger project group, we shared all the tasks, but the tasks, uh, the EFA tasks, if you want to call it that way, from Therese and myself is uh, doing the, the survey, uh, reading results and, and identify good practices and structure them in a good way uh, for the sports for all community worldwide. It, it was a hybrid meeting in person in Linz and some of the participants who could not travel to Linz uh, virtually and I had the honor to to welcome the participants in Linz and um, in my opening remarks I, I really stressed what is common for all of these sports. Uh, it's our duty to bring back uh, the world of sport on the pitches and uh, so I think it's a very good idea to see uh, best practices from other sports how really we could restart uh, the activities uh, uh, it doesn't matter which kind of sport it is. Uh, it's our duty for the sport of for uh, sports for all activities to really uh, start it and to focus on that, and not only to focus on the elite sports and our events, uh, but sports for all is very important. And uh, what is makes it more interesting? Uh, we had a, a practice session in the afternoon with the head coach of uh, Team Austria. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about that. Indeed, it was a lot of fun. And as all of us are sport federations, um, uh, yeah, in, in my opinion, it was very important to have a fistball training session. And thanks to the national team coach of Austria, Martin Weiss, and, and his players uh, from the Heeresport uh, Leistungszentrum, I don't know the English term for, um, uh, they did a really cool uh, training session and uh, for, for all our guests it was the first um, the first uh, fistball training session and uh, I said to Martin uh, before we started the training please do a starter training but <laughs> to be honest uh, I wouldn't call it a, a starter workshop it was more uh, a, a little bit more experienced um, uh, training session, but it was fun for all of us. Uh, we started with coordinative exercises, um, and then um, then uh, Martin uh, uh, put on the the ball machine, and uh, one of our participants uh, had a swollen arm afterwards, and he stopped the training session. Uh, and at the end was a cool training match, uh, a mixed training match with the national team players and, and the starters of the sports federation. And in the end, it was a really cool, uh, cool evening and a really cool uh, training. And you also participated and I was really 
um, excited of your football skills you have already. <laughs> Thank you for that. But I, I can only echo uh, what you mentioned. I think Martin misunderstood a little bit your advice. Uh, <laughs> what should be uh, the main uh, task of this uh, training session? No, but nevertheless, um, as you mentioned, uh, the Tafisa Secretary General, uh, Wolfgang Baumann, he uh, also played with us. Uh, he was the man with the <laughs> with the arm. And uh, after the uh, this training match, uh, we asked him uh, what he thinks about uh, fizzball and sport for all. Honestly speaking, it all today took me by surprise and in particular this evening practicing fizzball uh, made me sure to say that uh, indeed this is a sport that is extremely qualified also for young people, beginners, organizing it at school level and so on. So I can only congratulate the organizers of this event tonight because it opened my eyes for a new type of opportunity or practice which indeed should start taking its course all around the world not just as a competitive sport but in particular also as a sort of sport for all that offers opportunities for those that have not yet been active in physical activity. So Chris, uh, Wolfgang, he was really an ex experienced man. Uh, strong words from him and I, I think we can really uh, focus on that and we should uh, promote uh, Fizzball as much as we can and sport for all activities around Fizzball. And there are events upcoming. Um, maybe this is uh, just a good point to invite uh, our listeners to register for the next CSIT IFA Fizzball Amateur World Champion uh, you would like to introduce a little bit more about that because the pre-registration deadline is coming sooner. It's already at the end of this month. Yes, you're right. The pre-registration deadline is the 30th of July. Uh, and everyone who's interested in participating in the CSIT EFA Fizzball Amateur World Championship um, is able to register on our website fistball.org. Uh, please just sign up and register your team uh, in the respective uh, discipline. Uh, as it is, um, yeah, as there are more different disciplines, we have uh, Fistball Masters Championships, we have the Amateur World Championship, and uh, the it's a World Premier uh, 2. It's the first time we have the um, IFA 2 and 2 Fistball Amateur World Championship, so we also play the Amateur World Championship on a smaller pitch as well. And I'm really excited and looking forward to that event, which was already planned uh, to be hosted in June. And due to the COVID pandemic, it was necessary to postpone it uh, to the middle of October. And the event takes place from the uh, 12th to the 17th of October. 2021 in the beautiful area of Emilia Romagna in Italy. But Jan, you were part in the last CSRT World Sport Games in 2019. I, uh, may you could give our um, our listeners uh, a better view uh, what to expect from that cool event. Christoph, du musst irgendwas auf dein Mikrofon gelegt haben irgendwie in einem Papier oder sowas. Es raschelt ja 
ganz am Ende, aber es kriegen wir schon hin. Ja, uh, yeah, Chris, you're right. Uh, I participated in Tortosa at the last edition and it's really a cool event because it's not only a single sport event, it's a multi-sport event. Uh, at that time, it was the sixth edition of the CSIT World Sport Games with different sports like mini golf, others. Um, and you have a, a march in uh, opening ceremony like at the Olympics. Um, and uh, once again, the opening date and the opening ceremony is on the 13th of October at 8 p.m. So the teams are invited to arrive on the 12th or 13th latest. And then we will have the match days from the 14th to the 16th. And the date of departure is on the 17th of October. And it's a cool area. It's really a sunshining area. So uh, if you want to spend a little bit longer um, summer uh, holiday, uh, it's a good idea to go to Cesenatico uh, in Italy and to register now for that event. Uh, eligible for um, these events are all amateur players, uh, only the national team players from the countries who finished in the top seven or top five at the last World Championships are not eligible, but all others are really warmly invited to participate in Italy at the CSIT World Sport Games. So, uh, Finally, uh, let's conclude with a, with a small outlook on next year. It's one year to go. We celebrated uh, some weeks ago and we have learned there are new mascots on the way. Uh, Vulcano and Vesta are the mascots for the Birmingham 2022 World Games. Uh, have you already seen them? I've seen them uh, at weekend first time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's great uh, that they they released the official mascots, and uh, I'm I'm uh, remind on Jasz Imalgosza from Poland, and this time it's a little bit different, I would say, but I'm also looking forward to take a picture with them in Birmingham as well, of course. Definitely, uh, but uh, please uh, build up your own mind uh, if you have seen them on a photo. Uh, a little bit stony, uh, I think uh, these two guys are, uh, these two mascots are. Um, but the, the most important thing with this one year to go event was uh, that the ticket sale has started. And uh, so uh, there's now on the official uh, the World Games website uh, a, tish, a ticketing tool. Um, there will be more tickets available, especially for the Fistball events uh, in a promo action, which we'll, we will publish soon. But uh, currently, uh, these are individual tickets and the tickets for Fistball start with uh, $19.95. Uh, so it's uh, around about 20 US dollars for a ticket for one day ticket at the World Games in Birmingham. Chris, the next big step for us will be the World Championships uh, in Grieskirchen under 18, less than 15 days to go. And uh, so in our next and final edition, before we start the World Games, we will focus on that event much more. But for today, I think uh, we are through with all the topics. And as always, uh, let's finish with our quote. And don't forget, together, we are Fistball. Uh -huh.